Hi, and welcome to Solo Segment Search Chat. I'm Tim Peter. In this episode of Solo Segment Search Chat, Solo Segment CEO Steve Zaker and I talk about what marketers and technology teams can do when their search technology doesn't find the right answers for their customers. We dive deep into the various solutions that exist to solve for website search, with particular focus on the pros and minuses of the varied approaches. And we explore why certain types of search engine solutions might make sense for your B2B website or not. All that and more on the latest solo segment search chat coming at you right about now. Well, hi, Steve. How are you? I am excellent, Tim. What we don't often tell people is that we're recording on a Friday, and, you know, always good when we record on a Friday. It is always good when we record on a Friday. If only there were cocktails, but we're still a few hours away yeah, from that. A few hours, sure. <laughs> sure, sure, a few. Sure. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. That's cool. coffee in my mug. I'm certain of it. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, we've got a lot to talk about. We've we've had just a tremendous uh pre-show we've been chatting about what's going on and things along those lines and you brought up an excellent point that over the last handful of episodes the last handful of times we've talked we've kind of been talking about when search doesn't work and it's not the technology you know it's it's things that you can do that have nothing to do with technology yeah and we've been talking about that how it's not always the technology but here's a question what if it is? <laughs> what do you do when the technology is a problem? Yeah. So, and, and just as a reminder for everyone, maybe somebody's joining us, you know, there are usually, we think about great search as really being kind of built on the foundation of four things. Uh, one is the technology. So we'll talk about that in, yeah, a bit, yeah. uh, in a bit. The second, of course, is the content itself. You know, do you have content that answers the questions and is it findable? Um, the third yep. is the presentation. So that usually has to do with UI and UX. And of the course. third thing that people Fourth thing. and just universally forget is measurements, <laughs> right? Data. Oh, do you sure, have sure. the right data to drive the engine? And, and we've probably talked about that ad nauseum. So for those of you who are following along, we're not going to talk about that today, at least not a right. lot. So, and uh, we're going to talk about the tech. And, and yeah. I think it goes without saying, obviously, we are a technology supplier. We do create technology and things along mm-hmm. those lines. And so we obviously have our biases. But you know, even acknowledging that, I think, you know, you've talked many times about the fact that there are people for whom we're a great solution. There are people for whom we're not a great solution. Right. There's all kinds of reasons why that could be so. So, you, you know, just just broadly, what does the market look like? What's out there? What are the various kinds of solutions that are available to people? Yeah, so I like to think of the market um, as as being kind of in three main segments. And which of these segments are right for you will largely depend on a number of factors. Um, But I think the biggest dimension or the biggest thing to consider uh, when you're thinking about these is really, you know, the value prop for your business. Because if you're a commerce business uh, and you're over a billion dollars, right? Like search is going to have different, a different meaning to your business than say, if you're a B2B company, who's under 10 million. Of course. Of course. Right. Kind of the complexity and the business you're in are going to largely affect it. But th- these three segments are kind of the same. And so without further ado, the three segments are 
first and <laughs> foremost, um, the big integrated platforms. And by this, I mean, you're an Adobe, a Microsoft, an Oracle customer, and they've got a CMS and they've got a CRM and they've got a, all the other alphabet soup of, yep. of technology there. And usually one of the things they have is a search engine. Um, yep. So you can like, as part of that, you can kind of power on their search engine and use it as part of their platform. So those are kind of the, the large complex platforms. Um, sure. The second market segment, the one that we operate in, is something that I consider the pure play uh, player. So these are mm-hmm. companies that focus primarily on the search use case. Um, they so are us. usually highly, <laughs> us, you bet, yeah, highly differentiated. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I should I should say that when you look at the going back to the the big, large, complex platforms for a moment, um, those products are largely undifferentiated. Um, right. It's a commodity be, feature set or something that they add on top of the CMS yeah. or something else that they're already providing you, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. And in, in and in the most egregious cases, it's purely an afterthought. And I'm being generous at giving them well, commodity well, stand. I, I, mean, uh, yeah. I mean, an obvious one we run into all the time with no, no, you know, we're not trying to malign anybody. We're not trying to run them down. But a lot of businesses are running on WordPress these days. WordPress has a built-in search engine. WordPress's search engine yep. functions, but you can't tune it. You can't. <laughs> well, no, I'm not right. trying to like diss it. Yeah. I'm you're, just being right. realistic it, about it. Yes. it. It is very limited by design. That's not what WordPress's yeah. business is. It, but they right. do make something available, right? They know they have to have one, so they have one. But that's about as much as can be said. Right, for they've WordPress's checked that box. Right, out right. of the box. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you know in a like sense you know I think um, and again we're just for so everybody's following along we're still talking about those big complex providers you know mm-hmm. companies like Microsoft they have one that's very much tuned to their ecosystem so if you're a Microsoft only shop right you've got SharePoint or you've got things right. like that yep yep yeah it might it might work very well and yep. and and again largely undifferentiated products. Um, and, and that's what the pure plays, uh, companies like solo segment, um, and the other companies that are in this market segment are think companies like, uh, Caveo, Lucidworks, uh, Algolia. And these are generally highly differentiated products. Yes. Um, they, you know, this is the market segment where, where you'll see a significant investment in AI, um, lots of investments in very specific use cases. Like some of these vendors got started doing say, uh, intranet internal website searches yep. or sales right. enablement or so some of them have very specific um kind of core technology mm-hmm. but they're all mm-hmm. trying to kind of compete generally in the search market whether you're searching on you know internal websites on public facing websites they're generally um you know again uh, very focused on the search this is where you're going to see a lot of innovation um, that innovation yes. Yes, types of innovation sure. varies. The effectiveness of that innovation varies, right? Doesn't really contribute. <laughs> um, but at the same time, this is this is the place where a lot of innovation is happening. So that's kind yes. of the second large market segment. And then the third one is what I like to refer to as self-managed search. And by oh, saying sure. self-managed search, sometimes people folks think. Well, I would, you know, now you're talking about smaller companies, but there are a lot of larger companies that manage their own search technology as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and the self-managed uh, really is like a roll-your-own sort of environment. So it's largely open-source-based. Start with a solar implement, a solar implementation or something along those lines. Yeah, and, you know, and, and I yeah. think today there, there are kind of three players in that, or 
I guess, three core technologies. Mm -hmm. It's a bit confusing and elastic, but the three core technologies are solar, <laughs> elastic search, yeah. and now yeah. something new called open search. Yeah. And for those of you playing along with your open source bingo cards, um, recently, <laughs> and I think last year was recently, um, Elastic.co, which was a company that kind of commercialized the Elastic open source platform. Yes. Yes. They essentially decided mm, they're not going to play in the open source sandbox anymore. They're going to basically charge enterprises for using the open, what used to be an open source technology. And so Amazon's response to that uh, was they branched the pure open source Elastic uh, search technology and started a new open uh, source search technology technology called open search. So yeah. when I think of pure open source search these days, it really is solar and open search. Those are kind yeah. of the two. Yeah. Elastic with, really with some is a, legacy elastic that might be out there where that, people were right. on I the mean, open source product. And it's not going to age well. Um, yeah, you know, right, it's, right, it's right. Uh, you know, and, and by the way, that's, that's left and we won't go into the open, the elastic tech stack, the elk stack that they refer yep. to. Yeah. But it does, it's, it's, it's been quite a sea change for, I think many large corporations as they've moved from something that, uh, or something that they were using what that was open source has moved into a fee-based model. So I think a lot of folks yeah. are scrambling, but, um, but that, that's the, the self-managed and this really is, you know, there are two major use cases here. If you're a small company and you want something that's, um, relatively easy because there are a lot of vendors who kind of wrap solar and open search mm -hmm. into like an easy to implement easy to maintain and configure sort of offering this might be for you on the flip side it also might be for a large company with very deep pockets because sure. you know managing you know self-managing search is very costly because you sure. need sure not only just people to do the work but you need people with expertise to do the work and so right. that is the self-managed landscape again not a very highly differentiated uh, landscape i mean if you look at the features and functions of solar versus the features and functions of open search um about the same, there are a handful of very specific use cases, like for example, open search handles entitled content better than solar does kind of out of mm -hmm. the box. Mm -hmm. So uh, so there are some pluses and minuses to each platform, but again, largely an undifferentiated product set. So I'd like us to spend most of our time in the area where we play. I mean, I, obviously I think we have a bias towards pure play for, for the reasons that we do think it's a differentiated sure. offering and the like. But, you know, quickly, if we were to talk about self-managed first, and then we'll talk about uh, the big players second, you know, and then we'll come back around to pure play. What are some of the pros and cons? You know, what what makes, you just mentioned a couple of reasons, a couple of types mm -hmm. of uh, companies, a couple, couple, of, couple of types of enterprises for whom, you know, open source would be a good option or self-managed right. could be a good option, let me say. Uh, yeah. You know, but what are some of the pros and cons people should think about as they look at this? Yeah, so the self-managed space is great because it's generally easy to get started, right? A lot of a lot of effort yep. has been made recently by these vendors to make you know kind of signing up and boarding and getting a search results on your website um, very easy. So that's the first piece. Um, the second piece is they can be relatively inexpensive, although it does scale depending upon the platform. Uh, that you choose to run this on. 
Um, right, your but cost it can be, is going to be more on the labor side than it is going to be on the technology side. Well, that's right? just it. Uh, well, yeah, you're going to labor spend... and hosting, I suppose, but labor is going to be the biggest, the biggest nut. Yeah, and it always is, right? The yeah. you know the cost well, of sure, technology, sure. raw technology these days is you know it's pennies on the dollar. Um, right. You know, great, right. great anything these days is always the labor piece. Right. Um, so yeah, so you know, relatively inexpensive from a technology perspective to get started, and if you have simple use cases and a relatively um, low complexity website, you know, you don't have lots of subdomains and lots mm-hmm. of whatever, right? Um, these can be they can be pretty powerful tools. Um, yep. You know, we had one client uh, who, um, and this was four or five years ago, uh, they had adopted one of these technologies. It was a very large company uh, and they had adopted one of these technologies and, you know, it lasted all of about 30 seconds because what they realized <laughs> was, oh, wait, we are one of those complex companies, right? We right, do have right. lots of subdomains and stuff hidden there and, you know, our site map isn't fully mapped out. So all the things that kind of make those technologies, those lower end self-managed technologies work, they didn't have, they just didn't have the right use case for it. So if you have a relatively easy, small website, easy like content, um, low content complexity, low URL complexity, all that like low complexity Mm -hmm. stuff, they Mm -hmm. can probably make a lot of sense uh, for you. If you are one of those complex companies and you have a large team, could also make a lot of sense for you. Um, you know, I know IBM for years, uh, you know, when I was working there, did this self-managed thing. They had a kind of an open source. Now, they also eventually abandoned it. And of course, the reason they abandoned it and the con here is that while the technology is easy to get started with, you are kind of left to your own devices. So yeah. Um, yeah. you need, one, you need people. And two, you need the right expertise that those people have because what yeah. you learn very quickly is, you know, how search engines work is a fair, it's a specialized skill. Yes. And so you need both the humans to do it as well as the people to help manage it. And then kind of the third con, uh, although you can't really get away from this in almost any search use case, but it, it manifests itself most strongly in the self-managed space is like, Good search is team sport. You know, I said those four things at the top oh, of the podcast, sure. right? Yeah. And so, especially those content folks, you got to get them to the table. And so, it, it can be when you're self managing it, it can be very challenging to kind of engage um, those search folks in the right way because the search team is so focused on the technology and not actually managing the entire ecosystem. Makes perfect sense. So let's talk about the the big players for a second. You know, some pros and cons there and who that might be appropriate yeah. for and who might not be appropriate for. Well, the, the big pro is you might already be paying for it, right? So you might have, <laughs> oh, you know, well, some sure, master services that. agreement, right? You know, so it, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it might be included. Um, yep. So that is yep. the first big pro is that yep. especially, I mean, the, the folks who are using these you know, one of the big, large, complex platforms, you know, say Microsoft, you mentioned SharePoint or any one of the other technology platforms within Microsoft or any of these other companies, Adobe, Oracle, et cetera, you know, you might already be paying for search as part of the platform. So, yes. you know, cost could be great. Um, you also probably have a great support ecosystem, um, you know, within that vendor who's going to support you. Um for now, for the right for the right price sometimes well, right well that's just it you know often often yeah you get the technology license within that master services agreement that you have but yeah as soon as you wire that thing up 
you know, I think you have uh, the same problem and the same challenge that the self-managed folks have. Yeah, so you're a large yeah. enterprise, you need the people to manage it. And yes, there probably is a services component that you're going to have to sign up for to make sure that the technology works appropriately. And the other challenge with those um, those sorts of environments, and, and I've seen this in Microsoft's, um, I'm just going to say more than the others. Yeah, I think more than the others, I've seen this in the Microsoft ecosystem, is those technologies don't always play well with other technology stacks. Oh, sure. So, sure. you know, they play kind of very well in the family, but if you've got a you know, um, a technology, you know, you're using one vendor for your support content, one vendor for your marketing content, one vendor for sales enablement, whatever. Um, it doesn't, you know, they always don't play well with, you know, technologies outside their ecosystem. And so yeah, sure. that can be kind of a downside there. And I think just like self-managed, especially in the large enterprise space, you're going to need some expertise, whether that comes from the vendor or that comes from, you know, your own people kind of building knowledge. Uh, you know, you're going to have to go after it. Or um, a third-party, you know, integration consulting firm, something along those lines. Yeah, right? you bet. Who, who know and, how to plug in all the pieces or whatever. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and you know, I think I know a lot of folks who listen to this podcast are marketing folks, so maybe a marketing example is, is, is a good one. But, you know, it's kind of the difference between Google Analytics and Adobe Analytics, kind of when you think about the self-managed versus right. the big players. Right, You know, Google Analytics, it just works. It's lovely. It's easy. Not as powerful, maybe, as Adobe. Yep. Yep. Um, pretty darn powerful, you know, as is, because Google has a great product. Absolutely, yeah, sure. But Adobe's is powerful because it's super configurable, right? It does yeah. everything you yeah. want it to do. But that's also its greatest weakness, because now you have to have the expertise and the skill to essentially program it, right? To write yeah, code right. to get it to get out. So, so again, that's you know when I think about the self-managed space, largely technologies that just work, like the Google Analytics, and you know the Adobe Analytics, a much more powerful tool at the end of the day, but also with a level of complexity that might uh, might make it very difficult for you to get all of that benefit out of it. Makes perfect sense. Okay, so now now. I'm gonna I'm gonna tee this up in a very specific way, Steve. I'd love to hear about the pros and cons of pure play. And I want to say we're not to those listening, we're not gonna make this commercial for us mm -hmm. yet. We will, I promise you, we there will. You but at the moment, we're just gonna talk about pure play more broadly. You know, what are the pros and cons of pure play? So this is the market segment where innovation is happening. Um, yeah. you know, when I look at the people who are our customers, and I and by the way, some of our customers also have our competitors' technology. That's kind of the beauty, beauty of our technology. Of it works, yeah. works with our stuff, and it works with their stuff. But these folks are people who want the latest technology because they want the benefits of the latest technology. And so yeah. when you see companies kind of pushing the edge of the envelope as far as improving the outcomes for searchers, it's going to be in the pure play market segment because yes. this, this is expertise, right? The, you know, if you're if you're Microsoft, your search technology is, you know, the product people there are going to hate to hear this, but they know this in their hearts, right? <laughs> They're not the top priority for Microsoft, right? They're not right, getting all not, the dollars right, right, to build products. Right. Um, and uh, and so, you know, at a tech company like ours, like Caveo, like Lucidworks, like Agolia, yeah, if you're a search product manager, you're right at the sweet spot, right? You're you're the person who's getting all the money. So and, so and these, I do feel I do feel obligated to jump in for one second for yep. those who are 
and the like, you know, we're not going to spend any time on this, but in our past episodes, we've talked multiple times about one of the reasons we think this is important is yeah. because the people who search on your site buy, convert, whatever term you want to use yeah. at a much, much, much higher rate than those who don't. But yeah. end of editorial, back to you, Steve, you were saying. Thanks very much, Tim. Uh, so I love you always setting context. It's fantastic. So, um, so again, a lot of innovation going on here. Um, that innovation, and, and again, this is a little bit through my lens, our lens, solo segments lens, yeah. But, yeah. but I want to kind of talk about that. There's really two places um, where innovation happens. Innovation happens in the core of the engine, and innovation happens in the customer experience. Um, yeah. We overweight, and so as you look at the vendors, they they usually overweight in one way or the other. Um, yeah. We overweight towards the customer experience. So yeah. we're looking at how do we make sure that that customer experience is, you know, the, the best it can be. And by the best, we have a very specific meaning, which is that they find stuff that answers their questions. Mm -hmm. um, there's another philosophy which many of our competitors do is they kind of overweight on the findability, the content side of the equation. Yep. Yep. Right. And that's kind of where they focus. And so, and and how I would differentiate those two is really to think about if you're focused on optimizing the content experience, you're basically focused within the walls of the search results page. Right? Your yeah. goal is to kind of optimize the search results page. If you're optimizing the customer experience, then you're focused on what happens while they're on your website, right? right. Um, you know, how do you get them the journey? Exactly. How do you get them yeah. to their goal? And that's yep. that's kind of like the ways that folks optimize. Nobody does zero in either either of those two of buckets. Course. So but it's, you know, we do have a very specific viewpoint on the fact that sometimes there's a little too much attention on the content side. Um, so, so why is that a good thing? I mean, why is why? That, okay, now here's the part where we're going to get into a little bit of a. Well, actually, I, I would I would actually not skip to to a, to this too quickly because I think okay. I think it's worth right. talking a little right. bit about pros and cons. Like, let's start there Fair with enough. this segment because we we didn't okay. talk about that. So, so just quickly, um, so why would you go for the pure play? Um, yeah. Sometimes it's just because you're one of those humans who wants to be out at the bleeding edge of everything. So good for you. Um, and, and by the way, I mean, there are people like that. A lot of them are, are our customers. They really just want sure. you kind of the next neatest thing in the technology place space. Sure, sure. Um, so the second reason is you might have a complex uh, use case where um, you're not getting a lot out of uh, your current technology. Um, we see this... Uh, we have one client who has kind of a combination of um, long-form marketing material. They have a very complex business. Some of it, they like they sell product and that can be bought in a cart, and they sell product that can be bought like you know for a million dollars, you know, via sales. Yeah, rep. yeah. And yeah. so it's a really complex use case that you know just kind of out of the box, a self-managed technology doesn't handle well, right? You need a lot of customization, and so totally. You know, we're some of the AI technologies, and again, that's where the pure play uh, companies are leaning into, really help with is not having to worry about some of that complexity because the models can deal with it. So if you've got one of those very complex businesses, it can handle it. Um, if you have really complex content and perhaps that content is poorly tagged or poorly what, you know, yeah. managed, um, again, natural language processing technology almost doesn't care about that stuff. It, 
it yep. really handles a lot of what used to be done manually very, very well. So if you have a lot mm-hmm. of complex content, um, it handles that well. Um, cons in this space, generally more expensive. So, yep. um, you know, uh, self-managed being the least expensive, big players being at the end of the day, probably kind of middle of the road because some of what your cost is already embedded in your master services agreement, you're generally going to find pure plays uh, more expensive, you know, kind of out of the box than the others, uh, at least from a like a list price perspective. Right. Lower total Where you cost gain, though, is yeah. you, you don't need a cast of thousands. Um, you know, because you, you know, um, right. Every time we have a renewal, I've got a renewal coming up for one of our clients. You know, we have that discussion about like, you know, tell me what you've done for me lately and, and, and why am I paying you? And, and part of this is a lot of these, uh, technologies, pure play technologies don't require the, the, the big team on the client side, uh, to uh, to staff up, become expert t- experts, configure, manage, operate the technology, because a lot of that lift is being done by the AI technologies, whether that's machine learning, natural language processing, you know, some combination of the two. So, so again, it, it allows you to you know kind of you know reduce the cost. You know, so that that con on list price is somewhat offset by the fact that you don't have a lot of cost within your organization to manage the search technology. Well, and as anybody who's paying attention to the labor market for digital talent, yeah. for technology talent, et cetera, and sure. if you're listening to this podcast, I bet you're one of them. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> that is definitely a cost. If you can avoid, clearly we're going to have a bias towards, and uh, you probably yes. are too. But uh, okay, so Steve, so given that, now why us? Why solo segment within that space? Yeah, so... We've discovered, I mean, you know, when we, when you look at the patents we filed, um, you know, we, we have discovered that largely what differentiates a great customer experience, again, that's where we're focused on what, what differentiates yep. Yep. the fact that someone has pain and they found an answer to the, the question to hopefully alleviate their pain. Um, you have to consider the end to end journey and it really is when I talked earlier about, you know, kind of overweighting on, on kind of the, the journey side of the equation, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that is, that is where we focus because that's actually the goal of the human using your website, right? If you're focused right. on the person uh, and not the technology and not even the, the, the experience, but you're just focused on the person, like the, the, the purpose of search is to lead them to an answer to their question. And so, that's one of the reasons we kind of overweight into the behavioral side. Now, we know we have to continue to make investment to make the content piece better. Of course. Um, and, you know, if you look at my wish list in any quarter when we're doing our <laughs> IT plan, you know, our, our product planning, um, you know, I, I've always got things on the on the content side of the equation, the wish list. But at the end of the day, it's guiding people towards their objectives that is most important. And so as you evaluate the technologies, and it doesn't matter which of these three market segments that you're you're thinking about, you know, one of the reasons I say, and again, it's kind of you know weird for a, a software company executive to say this. Um, one of the reasons I say, kind of the last thing you should think about is your technology, um, is just because the fact that you know 
you want to start with that overall customer experience, right? What is of your course. goal and how effectively are you leading people to outcomes that make them happy? So hopefully they can make you happy, right? By doing business with you. But um, it really is that connection. And, you know, when we look at the competitors, that is where we differentiate is that kind of, you know, just relentless focus on are we delivering the outcomes for the user and not are we delivering good search outcomes? And, and I, again, I would encourage everybody who manages a website, manages a search technology, manages a customer experience, you know, to just kind of always keep that as your North Star, right? Are you helping people, you know, find answers to the questions and the pain in their professional lives so that, you know, they can grow and you can grow? Or as I've heard you say many times, not search results, business results. Indeed. Well, that sounds like everything you need to know about search engine technology. Steve, is there anything else you want to leave folks with before we let them get yeah, on the Yeah, just, the you know, again, you know, kind of always remember that framework, right? Always remember that framework of, you know, search really is those four things together. Um, you are likely underweighting measurements, right? Underweighting rating data mm-hmm. about the customer experience. You're probably mm-hmm. overweighting tech. So hopefully we've given you some guidance here today on how to think about technology and how the market segments and maybe how you want to you know, start your journey uh, exploring technology. But don't forget that there are, you know, four other, three other elements uh, in, in, the, uh, in the framework that you also have to manage and optimize in order to get there. And of course, if you want to ever talk technology, we'd certainly love to speak with you. Sounds great. Steve, have a great rest of the day. Thanks very much. You do, Tim. Search Chat is brought to you by Solo Segment. Solo Segment focuses on site search analytics and AI-driven content discovery to improve search results, increase customer satisfaction, and unlock revenue for your company. Make your search better and learn more at solosegment.com. If you like the show, please go ahead and subscribe to us. You can find our episodes at solosegment.com slash podcast or on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, or whatever your favorite podcatcher happens to be. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash solo segment, on Twitter using the Twitter handle at solo segment, or you can drop us an email at info at solo segment.com. Again, that's info at solo segment.com. With that, my name is Tim Peter. I hope you have a great rest of the week and we'll look forward to talking with you next time on Search Chat. Take care, everybody.